all, welcome to today's BizCast episode. I'm Shannon King. This is one of our longer episodes, but it's also one of my favorite conversations of 2020. I talked to Darius Kanya, vice president of Lynn Welding, located in Newington. Not only did he talk about how business has been over the past three and a half months, but Darius also told me about the new company he's launched, how to stay motivated to make change in your workplace when you're met with resistance, and why a happy employee equals a happy customer. Please share this episode and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great weekend, everyone. Yeah, so if you want to just dive right in. Um, so I actually listened to uh, the entire Made in America podcast that you did with Ari uh, back yeah. in September, just to learn a little bit more about your background. Um, I've, I have a bunch of questions to ask you. Um, so, I mean, first of all, with uh, COVID-19, the pandemic. Um, I know that Lynn Welding received a PPP loan um, and you were offering your current customers a discount to maintain their business. How has Lynn Welding been doing over the past three and a half months? And uh, what is your outlook for the next six months, year after this? The business has definitely declined, um, especially at the beginning of the uh, pandemic, uh, you know, mainly because I think there was a lot of uncertainty. So our customers um, just stopped sending work. You know, they stopped sending work because they didn't want to have us weld parts and then they're going to owe us money. And what if we weld their parts and they can't ship them, you know? So I think that's what, what was going on in the beginning because, so we're, we're an aerospace welding company first and foremost. We also do some machining and we, when we manufacture com- parts complete, we'll make, you know, um, a door hinge for, for like a helicopter. We'll make that part from scratch. But really 80% of our business is just taking customers' parts, welding them, and then returning them right back to them in a welded condition, right? Basically taking loose parts and, and making them one assembly and returning it. So that kind of work, the welding work, it dropped off very quickly. Our aerospace welding dropped off very quickly because it was commercial aerospace. And one of the things that's interesting about just the commercial aerospace environment is that when it's good, it's really good. Uh, but when something unprecedented happens, um, similar to 9-11, you know, when those planes hit the towers um, and planes were grounded, you know, I don't know if you remember that very quickly, all the planes were grounded. Mm-hmm. Again, the same thing happened. Um, even though there was outlook, there was orders, uh, just like there is right now, there's outlook and there are orders for airplanes. You know, Boeing's got a backlog that they're supposed to be shipping parts until like, you know, well into 2035 and same thing for Airbus and all these other companies. Well, when there's an issue, there's very little time to react in this industry. It's like basically somebody just turns off the water faucet. It's not that they're just letting it go from like, you know, full flow to half flow to a drip. It just went from full flow to a drip, you know? So that was challenging. And that was probably lasted a minimum of like 10 weeks um, into the pandemic and into the uh, the lockdown and, and, and uh, the curfews and everything else, else that was going on. But we were essential. Um, but luckily we had some defense work and the defense work is what kind of kept us somewhat busy. And then of course, with the PPP loan, we were able to not lay anybody off, which was really the, uh, biggest concern for me was I did not want to lay anybody off, you know? So, um, as of today, it's pretty interesting because I was just in uh, Providence airport, uh, over the weekend and it was dead, absolutely dead. 
Um, there were very small amount of flights. And when you read on the news that, um, you know, what's going on and there's not a, not a lot of travel and everything like that, it kind of jived with what I see on TV. But then I uh, flew and made a connection in Charlotte and, and I travel a lot for work. So I go through Charlotte often in Charlotte, the airport was slammed like slammed and it got me thinking like, oh, that is weird you know because on on the news i'm hearing that no one's really traveling i'm hearing the airline airlines are down um and they are right i mean not every airport's you know slammed but the charlotte airport was surprisingly busy busier than i normally see it and i've gone through that airport probably you know two dozen times so that was interesting and i'm starting to see that on our end now that some of the commercial work is starting to come back not much um you know we were welding a hundred parts a month for a Boeing, you know, 737. We're now, we went from zero. Well, I'm sorry. We went from a hundred a month to zero. And now we're kind of creeping back into like 20 parts a month of just some random assembly that goes on the aircraft. So that's the way um, it's been. So our first two months were real hard, real slow. And now the work is coming back. But also what we did during that time, we, we got lucky, actually, because we were planning on actually having a, a specialized training for NAPSI. And that's, that's um, going to allow us to weld parts for the Navy. And the reason we wanted to get into that, because Electric Boat down in Connecticut has a lot of workers for uh, submarines for like the next 30 years. Mm-hmm. So we got we got lucky because we were only going to send like five um, of our welders to this training, which was about two weeks. And it just so happened that it was scheduled during the our biggest downturn uh, in business in, in the history. So we were actually able to send all our welders to this training. And uh, we took advantage of the downtime, you know, and, and, it, and it worked out well because there was really nothing for them to do at that time. And we spent two weeks training them. So out of that, we were able to take our entire uh, welding workforce and get them trained versus just a small percentage. Because originally, we, could, we knew we couldn't send them all because we can't have everyone not weld for two weeks. You know, it would be a big disruption in our mm-hmm. business. So that was kind of interesting to take advantage of the downtime. We um, we invested heavily into the training. We also started doing other types of trainings internally. We've got some welders we call Class C welders. They're beginners. Uh, they're sort of uh, apprentice welders. Um, they're not very good. We usually give them very, very easy, very simple, non-certified, non-military, non-aerospace work. So we were able just to spend a month and a half training those guys while we were slow. So that was nice. There's a lot of collaboration between our very experienced welders and the newer guys who kind of like really can't wait to get that, the mentorship and they can't wait to get that attention. So somebody really shows them, Hey kid, let me show you how to weld. You know, a lot of times when you're busy, they're kind of standing around and we just give them kind of grunt work and it's hard for us to allocate time to them and really give them the training that they deserve. So we were able to do that uh, as well. And that was kind of nice. You know, if you look at it. There's some, there's, there are some benefits during a downturn. You can invest in your people and give them the attention that maybe they've been waiting for. And our outlook, um, you know, outlook is, is challenging because there's a lot of uncertainty. We don't have a certain picture at all. You know, I think we're going to go through this again with a down cycle. I really do. And the reason I think that is just because these cases are spiking again, right? Right. So if they spike again, I think that um, states are going to, again, shut down travel to and from their states. And I think that's going to affect us again. And I guess the biggest concern is that 
you know, with the if if it happens and if there's a second round of a major economic disruption to our business, the question I always ask myself is: there going to be another line of PPP funding for us, or is that all the government was able to give? And mm-hmm. at this point, do we have to lay people off? And um, with that uncertainty comes a lot of action. So in the last, you know, again three months or so, three and a half months, we've been going like crazy in terms of sales, new customers. Um, just really, we have never had been so focused on sales. You know, it's total survival. We're very connected all of a sudden with our various departments within the company because we have machining work, we have welding work, and there's different kinds of welding. We do fusion welding and resistance welding and brazing. So certain departments are slow. You know, our fusion welding department right now is still very slow, and they did a lot of the commercial work. So we're connected with the fusion welding department, and the sales the sales department's connected with the fusion welding department, and we're constantly monitoring how much work they have on their shelves, how long will that work last them, and we take that data, we give it to the sales team, and the sales team will focus only on fusion work uh, to kind of keep up with it and make sure that the shelves never get empty and all of a sudden there are no parts on the shelf for the welders to weld. So a lot of uncertainty, I guess, just brings a lot of action, and that's what we've been acting. You know, we've been working just extremely hard on bringing in new business and getting sales, and, and we have gotten some new customers, which is which is nice. Um so again, this whole thing, there are really, there's nothing good about it, but you have to kind of look for some positive actions that you can take with during this, this problem, you know, and, and we've done that and we've identified some opportunities because, you know, with this particular um, pandemic that no one dealt with, you also have to look at it and say, okay, what are the opportunities as a business owner when you're going through something like this? So, you know, our opportunities were, you know, we have a time to train our people. We also have an opportunity now to bring in more customers than, than, than we ever have uh, because um, a lot of our competition I know is, is, is slow as well. And some of the competition is um, a little bit, I would say on the tired end, some of our welding competitors are just a little bit of older kind of established shops that are not as innovative. And they're kind of like, ah, man, it's getting slow. We might just sell our equipment and close the business down. So there's a little bit of an opportunity there to find some fish in the pond that previously were working with a different different welding company. So we've seen that as well. And then also we've heavily discounted all our work. So we are working at a much smaller profit, but the goal right now is not to be profitable. Uh, the goal is to not lay anybody off. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's really uh, great to hear that you've been able to find those opportunities during this you know really uncertain time. Um, speaking of innovation, um, I read that you are readying the launch of a new business. Uh, f- uh, I don't know if it's uh, at Lynn Welding or if this is your own personal venture. Yeah, sure. So the new venture is called Intelligent Cutting Solutions. Uh, we call it ICS for short. And no, that business was actually dreamt up in about um, June of last year, June of 2019. And we spent most of uh, the summer and fall of 2019 uh, developing our plan, um, our business plan, uh, securing financing for the equipment. We, we were able to secure financing. And um, we pulled the trigger on that in November. We uh, In November 2019, we, we officially placed a purchase order for two water jet machines. Those were roughly like $300,000 each. Those were purchased um, with a small down payment, and the majority of it's financed. And, and we personally guaranteed those machines. Not Lynn Welding, but myself. And my partner, um, his name is Abraham, Abraham, and he, he's been an operations manager at Lynn Welding for, for the past 10 years. 
I am, uh, I've been here for about 12 years. We work together really well together. One thing that we've always um, kind of seen as a need for a water jet service company and a water jet is basically just uh, most, most aerospace parts. Um, if you have to cut a blank shape out of an aerospace sheet material, you can't use um, uh, laser cutting or anything like that. You've got to use a cold process. So when the aerospace business was busy last year, we were like, man, we see a huge opportunity here. Um, let's go ahead and get involved. And that whole business plan was based on the aerospace market, mainly commercial aerospace. Um, we signed the purchase orders for the water jets in November of 2019. And then this thing hit in like February and we were just like, Oh crap. You know, like this is probably the worst time for right, us to be starting right. a business, but we're, but we're already invested. You know, we already made all the decisions and we put down our down payments into this, um, this equipment. We used our personal money. And, um, if we decided to cancel the order, they would keep our, uh, down payments and not deliver the equipment. So we decided, you know what, let's just keep going. I think what made it a little bit easier on us too is because developing this new business is going to take a little bit of our effort and it, it is going to distract us a little bit from the current business, which is Lynn Welding. The goal is for ICS to be fully independent. It's not related to Lynn Welding at all. We're not sharing any resources. It's in a totally different geographic location. We're renting a, a building down the road where, you know, there are absolutely no shared resources between the two companies. So all of a sudden, we said we were going to spend a lot of time in this new business. But when this pandemic hit, we were like, man, what are we going to do now? Like, we really should not be focusing on ICS. We should be focusing more on Lynn Welding and keeping that place alive, which is what we started to do. But what's nice is that when we received the um, the PPP money, it just gave us like that that boost, that moral boost, you know, uh, that, that extra drive and spark that we needed. And, and it gave us the certainty to continue on uh, with ICS because we knew that Lynn Welding was going to be okay. And most importantly is that we weren't going to have to lay anybody off because we have about 10 weeks worth of um, payroll covered under uh, the PPP program. So that was nice. Right. And we still, and we still ended up um, kind of holding off on a lot of the efforts initially with ICS um, because we still couldn't just walk, you know, fully take our focus off it until we actually started bringing more business in the door. So that's when we got involved with our sales team and we told them, Hey guys, you got to start, you know, like really going after any business. Like we will weld plumbing pipes that we normally wouldn't weld. You know, we will lawnmower blades if we had to. Luckily we haven't gotten to that point, but we were going after like pretty much every kind of work that in a year ago we would we would not quote. You know, if somebody asked us to quote um a plumbing elbow, you know, a two thousand pieces of a plumbing elbow, we wouldn't quote it. It's low profit and because we're a certified aerospace welding company, we weld uh, aircraft parts, we charge more for them, but we charge more because there's such a high cost of uh, maintaining the quality systems that are required sure. for most aerospace companies. Yeah. So that was pretty interesting. And you know, the other thing though, I would say that I, I kind of realized this just a week ago, well, what's great about the PPP program besides that, I'll tell you when we first got really hit with this and our business just dropped, you know, we had a little bit of money in the bank because we always do. I mean, every business, you know, that's been around for 30 years has some kind of contingency fund probably there. But what we pretty much right away knew we weren't going to do is we weren't, going to continue paying all of our bills on time. So we owe money to material suppliers. We owe money to 
to outside service processors. We owe money for, uh, you know, the mortgage and, and all this stuff. And we had to kind of make a list and say, all right, who are we definitely going to pay on time? And who are we going to call and ask for, hey, can you take us out from 30 days to 90 days uh, terms, you know? And the same thing was happening with, with our customers. They were calling us up and asking us, hey, can, can I know we normally pay you guys in 30 days. Can we start paying you in 90? So there was this um, chain of events that was beginning to occur where we weren't paying our bills or we were holding off on paying some. Our customers were holding off on paying some of their bills, which we happened to be the receivers on the receiving end of that. We weren't getting paid. So we were hoarding our money. Our customers were hoarding their money. Everybody was seeing less payment. But as soon as companies started to get the PPP money, our customers, I would say probably 85% of our customers got PPP money and they started paying their bills. They weren't hoarding cash anymore. Same thing for us. When we got the PPP money, we felt safe again and we weren't hoarding our cash. And I think that the money started to flow again between businesses and people were paying each other for the services that were rendered. I mean, to go back to uh, employees and keeping your employees, and I, I, I imagine that a huge stress for you uh, at the beginning of this was, you know, laying people off. Um, so, and, yeah. and I heard in a conversation that you had with Ari about how important company culture is to you. So, how how what is the company culture like what have you how have you facilitated it and has it changed at all has it improved um how have you been able to keep employee morale up over the past three and a half months with everything that's going on you know one of the really good byproducts of going through this with your team is at the end of the day when we get through it i know that there's going to be a very strong sense of camaraderie and loyalty to, for the employees, I think are going to be more loyal to Lynn Welding. I think that Lynn Welding is going to be more loyal to the employees because there were a lot of employees that were scared to come in in the beginning because of a scary time and no one really knew. And everything that we're being told, you know, on TV and through the CDC is like, don't touch anything, don't go anywhere, stay home. But because we were making uh, a lot of government parts as well, some of the defense work, we had to keep it going. We received a letter from the United States government saying you are ordered to continue welding these parts because they're for defense programs. They're high priority rated defense programs. And so we we, we really had to tell a lot of people, look, we really, really need you. You know, and I know that, you know, the governor's staying stay home, but we're central, but we're also getting letters from the government saying that you have to continue doing what you're doing. So we're so loyal to them for doing that. And I think that our employees are really loyal to us that, you know, we got the timing right and that we applied for the PPP money very early. Like we applied midnight of the day that the applications opened. We also started much earlier than most of the people that I know um, in terms of the preventative measures in-house, you know, cleaning all the parts that we receive from our customers. Um, And we we receive anywhere between, uh, I'd have to say, 2,000 to 10,000 parts a month. Every single piece was cleaned properly. And uh, we did that to just disinfect the parts because we actually had parts coming from other customers of ours, uh, loose parts that were to be welded, that we knew that they had outbreaks of coronavirus in their building. Oh, wow. So we're getting these parts. Yeah, we're getting these parts. And um, we had to set up a decontamination station outdoors. But the funny thing is, is we set up these decontamination stations outside in a tent where we'd spray everything down with isopropyl alcohol um, way before there was actually 
a big problem. And we, we required everybody to wear masks. We sent them all through training. We did it so early that in the beginning, some of the guys were kind of laughing at us, you know, because they see us freaking out and panicking because I naturally am a, uh, a panicker. And I typically freak out early about everything, okay. but it's worked for me because it kind of keeps me on my toes. You know, <laughs> I, us- I usually don't sit back and be like, ah, oh, you know, uh, this is happening or that's happening. You know, if I hear like someone is upset on the, on, on our shop floor because he's upset, maybe he had a, um, uh, some words with another employee or he's upset because he doesn't like something about Len Welding. I am down there in like two seconds. I don't let things sit. And, uh, well, it's the same thing with, uh, my operations manager, Abraham, he has the exact same mentality as, as I do. So we're doing all this crazy stuff really early, and some of our employees are like kind of laughing at us, thinking that we're crazy and we're taking this way too far. But then six weeks later, they were extremely thankful. You know, we got a bunch of guys that came up to us and girls, and they were like, listen, we just wanted to say how thankful we are for everything you've done for us. We see that you're here every night till 10 p.m. You're coming in at 5 a.m. You're going through this whole place. You're cleaning everything up for us um, while we're home sleep. So I think that the culture is, it was always good. And I think it, we're actually going to have a, a stronger bond. Um, I, I think we already have a stronger bond. I think we're going to have an even stronger bond when we get out of this. Yeah, absolutely. I think transparency was absolutely key for um, business owners and business leaders during that time because there there were so many unknowns for employees and leaders themselves. And, you know, at some point it was okay to say, you know, I I don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, we're handling it in this way and we're going to get it figured out and make sure that, you know, everyone is safe and healthy when they come to work. So um, that's really great to hear. Uh, Another question I had for you. So you... You're pretty young. How can I ask you how old you are? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm actually 41. Okay, so you're a millennial, or like right on the cusp. Am I a millennial? I wondered what I was. I, I don't know what I am, but yeah, just you call me millennial if you want. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of them don't have a lot of them don't have the best uh, reputation, but that's okay. No, exactly. But you're you're a fairly young guy for being a vice president at a manufacturing company. Yeah, I would say so. And you should see our um, operations manager. He's 28 years old, and he pretty much runs the entire company. And there's wow. 70 employees here. Wow. So that's pretty incredible. He's smarter than I am. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's way smarter than me. Oh, that's a nice compliment. Um, so I want to ask you. So, as a younger person running a company and making these big decisions and being seen as a leader, I, I know that you've made a lot of changes uh, since you've come to Lynn Welding. Uh, I believe you you started there in 2009. Um, so that was also at the yeah. height of the Great Recession, which was another really unprecedented time. Yeah. So when you came in and made these changes at the company, how did you stay focused and stay positive when making these changes? You know, you were coming in and there were uh, workers that had been there for however many years. And when mm. some young guy comes in and he's, you know, saying, we're going to make changes, we're going to, um, you know, reorganize yeah. or redo our processes. H- how did you stay positive and focused during during those times? That's a really good question because it was not easy. And uh, there were times I would just go home and I would literally like cry because I saw what this company can be. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to tell a bunch of people that worked here for 30 years of what it could be. And they were basically like, screw you, kid, get the hell out of here. I'm not doing anything that you said. Yeah. You know, and early on, when at 2009, I, you know, when I came here, I started taking tours of other companies. Um, I went to another business called Joining Technologies. It's another welding company. They're really nice people. They took me on a tour of their business and it was clean. 
Um, they specialize in laser welding for the medical industry. So a lot of them are walking around with like these lab uh, lab coats, these white lab coats. But the welding company is so clean. It's so impressive and so bright. Lynn Welding at the time was a great company, had a great reputation, but it was very old school. Uh, the lights were dim. Guys are still smoking cigars in the shop while they're working on the machinery. There's just all this stuff, sparks flying, you know, garbage everywhere. So I, I told them, I said, guys, you know, I gave them a little presentation. Here's what I see Lynn Wilding can be. And here's where I want to take it. And they all, every single one of them was like, screw you, kid. They were laughing at me and all that, you know, and then I would be painting the walls. I'd be painting the floors. I'd be cleaning stuff up. I'd be polishing the place. And they would just be laughing at me, watching me do this for, for, you know, a long time, for like two years. I really didn't get anything, but I knew what the company can be. And I did not give a crap what they were saying about me. Um, and at least in front of their, it wasn't going to stop me. You know, that's what I mean by it. Because I did care. Like when I went home, I was mentally exhausted from right. just the negativity and the, uh, the, the absolutely zero support. I mean, these are some old school guys in their fifties, sixties. They want no part with change. They want no part of it. They, you know, so it was, it was extremely difficult, but fast forward, like two years into it, Pratt and Whitney never set foot inside Lynn Welding until I got there. Sikorsky has never been there. Uh, NASA has never been there. All these other companies have never been there. With everything that I knew this company could be and with the sales efforts that I was putting in, I was able to get some of these people to actually visit Lynn Welding, you know? And when they would visit, these guys would see me that I'd be in at 4 a.m., I'd be polishing, I'd still be touching up wet paint. And when, the, when Pratt and Winnie would walk in for a tour because they were interested in some of our services, the guy started to see like, holy crap, this does matter because this guy's actually bringing in some pretty large customers. So over time through the results, people started to get behind me finally. But those first two years were just extremely stressful. And then it was rewarding at the end. It was rewarding when the people really started to see, all right, you know what? He's, he's got something here. And then we got busy and then we got a lot more work than we've ever had. Then they got raises. Then they got bonuses. Then they got more people to help them work. They didn't have such a large workload. And then people really started to fully get behind me mm -hmm. and say, okay, we like what you're doing because you're actually making our lives better. <laughs> the new people that came, it was it was definitely a, 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 like a case of the grass is greener on the side. And we, we were the grass on the other side. And so we had people come like, holy cow, this place is so clean. Where I came from was a dump. And my boss was always coming in and out with golf clubs and all this other stuff. And he didn't really care about us. He's like, you, you know, all the stuff you guys do for us. Um, it was really nice. And I mean, today where we, where we are, I mean, we've got an excellent group of uh, staff members that we're truly like family. We literally love each other. We support each other. I mean, we've had guys um, who I've seen guys walking to work. And I'd ask them, man, what's, what's up? How, why are you walking to work? I'd say, my car broke down and my wife's pregnant and we can't afford, no problem. We'll buy you a car. You know, we're not going to buy you a, a big fancy car, but we're going to get you a car that's reliable for you and your family. I've had guys who've been out, um, out of the office, uh, for, for, for four months because they have major surgeries or something going on. And even though they only have two weeks of vacation and all that, we pay them full time. We let them keep their vacation and we pay all their co-pays for their medical bills. So they have no money out of the pocket for this traumatic experience that's happened to them. Um, we've had other guys with just, you know, personal issues. Um, 
we stepped in and we helped them get through those personal issues, whether, you know, we had one guy just threw his back out and it was an extreme pain. And, uh, you know, we sent them to a chiropractor for like 12 weeks and pay for the whole thing. If I see somebody's upset, I address it very quickly and I try to find out what's wrong. And I, you know, a happy employee is literally the best asset and the most important thing that you can have in your company. More important than the best machinery, more important than the best customers, a happy employee. Um, the byproduct of a happy employee is always going to be a happy customer. So, Absolutely. Uh, you know, we're at the point where we've, we've got everybody that's that's happy. And, you know, every once in a while you're going to have a little bit of, uh, someone's going to have a bad day. But overall, yeah, I mean, the, being young and uh, bringing people, you know, trying to make change was really extremely uh stressful, debilitating, mentally debilitating. But at the same time, like I really had a vision of what this place can be. And, um, you know, at the people that stuck around and people that stuck with me, they, they saw the, the vision, they saw the change and, you know, it's, and it's definitely not all me. You know, I just, I just, I just have a vision. That's it. But I can't weld. I'm not a welder. I don't know how to run a machine, but we've got great tool makers and great machine machinists, you know, and I'm just able to bring in some of the customers polish up the place and then give all of our staff uh, just full positive reinforcement and support to the highest level so that I know like if, you know, if we, if we get a phone call from NASA and they have some kind of critical welding project, I know if I tell the customer, yeah, we can do it for you. Absolutely. Without even seeing the work sometimes. Um, I know that everybody in, in my shop is, they're happy. They're going to be here. They're reliable. Um, because you know, they take care of us and we take care of them. So I know I'll be able to come through for NASA because we've got people here that want to be here. They're not looking to quit. They're not looking, you know, applying at other jobs. So I have, you know, three guys in mind that this particular NASA project would be perfect for. I can without, without a doubt and with full confidence tell NASA, absolutely. We can start that thing next week because I'm not worried about these guys not being here for whatever reason. Yeah, absolutely. That's really awesome to hear. Um, so Darius, I mean, thank you so much for talking with me today. Um, I'm wishing you the best of luck um, for your new business Thanks. venture. Hopefully it um, it works out for you. Um, hopefully things are you know definitely going to turn around, especially with the aerospace industry, um, with people traveling again and things starting to open up. It's going to be a while, but you know, wishing you the best of luck and and the best of health and your employees the best of health as well. Yeah, no, thank you so much, and um, uh, yeah, and I appreciate what you guys do too because I love watching your bizcasts and they're awesome and uh, really cool stuff. For the latest COVID nineteen information, visit cbia.com. Follow us on Twitter at CBIA News and on Facebook. Call us anytime at 860-244-1900. Stay safe out there.